Can you honestly tell me that you forgot? Forgot the magnetism of Robin Zander or the charisma of Rick Nielsen? That's kid stuff. Kid stuff? Well, how about the tunes? I want you to want me. The dream police. Da -da 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 -da. Your mama's all right. Your daddy's all right. But just seem a little bit weak. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the music. You can't have the Pretender's first album. That's mine. I bought it. You did not. The catchphrases. Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? And the wannabes. Sometimes I see and dance around the house in my underwear. Doesn't make me Madonna. Never will. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. Hey, are you fired up there now, out there in internet land? Of course you are, because this is the ultimate anthem of the greatest power pop punk band of the late 70s and 80s, Cheap Trick. I want to hear this song a little louder, Maestro. Can you crank it for me, please? <laughs> hey, this is Steve Spears from TampaBay.com, your host for Stuck in the 80s with me, my best friend, Kathy Wass. Hello, everyone. And our chunky but funky co-host, Sean Aww. Daly. Well done, Steve. That was good. You, you like good that? Good job, yeah. Yep. Are good. you fired up? I love that song. Every time it comes I know. on. I, I wrote to, I wrote a blog item about uh, we all just went and saw Cheap Trick yep. last Friday night here in St. Petersburg, Florida at the uh, Rib Fest. Rib Fest. The home of all the great uh, 80s acts who now can only uh, play in halls where people pay $5 or less. I know. But uh, I wrote a review of it the next day and uh, somebody – one of the readers commented, you know, it's been like five years since I heard the song Surrender. And I'm going to go rectify that situation right now. See? I was like, that's the way everybody should feel about Cheap Trick. Exactly. I agree. Now, I do have to tell you that, well, I was married. He's my ex-husband now, but he still is possibly the biggest Cheap Trick fan ever. In fact, he gave my nephew when he was born a surrender onesie. <laughs> it says, my mommy's all right. My daddy's all right. They just seem a little weird. Did they? Did he make it himself? Like, no, they the have dazzler? it on CheapTrick.com. I was like, oh he's like, oh my god, I'm so excited. That is got a, a little onesie because he is the coolest that's, little boy with that, his clothing now. So, but yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve. You know, um, some people are gonna uh, bitch and moan that uh, Cheap Trick is not an '80s band. But in I know. fact, uh, their biggest hits were in the 70s. How are you going to appease your sycophantic squawkers <laughs> out there? I know. Who will feel betrayed by you leaving uh, the decade? I, I don't think adore. I'm leaving the decade. Um, they, they recorded more albums in the 80s than they did in the 70s. They're 
big hit was in the 80s, they which be- they played on Friday, though you know it just pained them to do it. The Flame? The Flame. Yeah. I think that was a gift, though. That was a gift to, uh, you know, Robin Zander is, is from Safety Harbor, which is right here in Tampa Bay. And I think that on rare occasions when he's feeling it, he'll do The Flame. I know. I know. I like that song. I have no problem with it. My, my thing with... Um, I, I, you can make the same argument about the Cars not really being an 80s band oh, since true. they started in the 70s. But I think in that the clip that we opened the show with, of course, is from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, yeah. which was, I think, what, 1982. So, I mean, still then it, they were relevant. I mean, they, I, I think they're a relevant band today as they were uh, 20 years ago. I make no apologies to the 80s minions out there. No. I'm not going to Sean's beaten down. <laughs> That's okay. Um, it's did okay. you um, you were singing the flame pretty loud when we were all together the other yes, night? Yes, you no, were. I wasn't singing the oh, flame. Oh, yes, you. No, were. I wasn't. I don't even think we had met up at the point when they played the yeah, flame. Yeah, we were there. The guy with the lighter in front of us. Uh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see a lighter anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve, yeah, you really were. Steve was in his. Um, what was the the, the black t shirt you were wearing? The um, I think it was like it was the so- concert for peace in Moscow in nineteen eighty nine. It was an 80s shirt, and uh, you were til- tilting your head back, and you were hopped up on wild turkey, yep. and you were singing as loud as you could. You I don't, were. I don't remember singing to the flame. I remember yeah. singing uh, "Dream Police" and oh. "Surrender." Yep, it no, was he was singing the flame. Oh, there were witnesses. Xander, Robin Xander's voice still sounds remarkably good, doesn't it? Yes, it does. He now does you- a lot to take care of it. He's always like preparing himself before he goes on, and does the. The heat treatments and the honey and stuff really? sometimes. He can yeah. still hit the high notes, but it really looks like it's paining him. <laughs> it's yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There are a couple of times where, I, you know, it looked like he was, you yeah. know, something How, was exploding internally. How old is he now? Robin uh, Sanders, 53 years 53, old. 53, yes. Now, you just had a big interview with him, didn't you, Sean? I, yeah, once again, proving that I have the best job in the whole wide world. I spent I a recent Friday at Harry's Beach Bar in St. Pete Beach. Uh, right here in town um, with Robin Zander and his beautiful family, his wife Pam, and he has a 13-year-old son named Robin, and he has a 5-year-old daughter named Robin Sailor. A lot of Robins in that family. Yes. And when I asked Pam, I'm like, what's with all the Robins? She's like, I know, one more child and we'd have to do the George Foreman thing. <laughs> oh my I thought it was kind of cute. But I, yeah, I spent a couple hours with all of them, and the, the kids are adorable. And Robin Zander, is, uh, he's a good guy. And he really didn't want to talk about the music that much. He wanted to talk about uh, his kids. He, wanted to, he loves it here. He wouldn't want to live anywhere else in the world but Tampa Bay. And he was talking about all the sports teams. He predicted the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would not only uh, make the playoffs but win their division. Yeah, I was with him then, too. But, yeah, it was way in the beginning but, uh, of the season. But he was great. Well, and he, was drinking he goes to this Harry's Beach bar um, every Friday when he can when he's not on the road. And uh, they have a little stage set up there. But I asked him, like, do you, you know, do you ever get up and play? And he's like, no, when I'm here, I'm, I'm, I'm not a rock star. I'm just like another neighborhood guy yeah you know and so uh he drinks these things called yachts yacht <laughs> drinks they're kind of like this uh burnt a boat, a boat drink kind of a boat it drink. is a boat well yeah a yacht yeah. is a boat drink it's, it's something rummy and uh it's orangish and uh oh yeah yeah i, I might have had a few sips of, of mm. a few too but uh but it was great it was great and i you know by the end um at the one of the final things is uh robin said to me he's like you know sean we're we're, we're pretty looped now he's like sean we should get our families together and all hang out. And I'm like, all right, Robin, that'd be great. You know, 
totally losing all professional cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm like driving home listening. I want you to want me like Robin Sanders is my best friend. I get home. I'm like, Jeff, we're gonna start hanging out with the Sanders. Get dressed. Get but dressed. I haven't heard we're from going. him since. But I heard from his um two of his PR people that uh they loved the story. I haven't heard from Robin yet, but he goes to a lot of the games. Oh, they and they link to it on cheapchick.com. So I didn't you can go really? there too and, oh, and see that's the good article. To know. Yeah. That's good to know. And there's a Bob Croslin, who is a photographer I work with a lot, took a, a beautiful shot of it. And if you want to see the picture, yeah. you can go to my blog uh, and uh, and click on it and blow it up. It's really, yeah, really great. That job. is a great, yeah. Yeah, but uh, Robin was great. Robin was really a lot of fun. His mm-hmm. wife, oh, I, were you telling me that his wife is a former. Playboy Playmate. I, I I didn't. We didn't get to that in the interview. She's a beautiful woman. Oh, she graduated for you, Florida people. She graduated so. from uh, Pinellas Park High School in '81. I always just thought she was a hairdresser. Really? Am Somebody I told right? me maybe that was his first. I mean, it he does could be have his first. He was uh, with he was an, married it, before. Yeah, I'm, or I'm not even married? sure. I'm not even sure they're married. But he has. He had kids. children. I think his daughter is. His older daughter is uh, is now trying to be a musician, too. But he's just a great guy, and Robin and I were going to be best buddies. I asked him, well, he lives up in Safety Harbor in kind of a quiet neighborhood in a nice big house there, and he loves to play his music loud. And I'm like, well, Robin, what happens when your neighbors kind of bitch about the music being too loud? He's like, hell, I invite him over. <laughs> Imagine you that, go. you know, you're just sitting there on a quiet Friday night. I'm just going to come on up and complain <laughs> yeah. about the music. I don't hey, live, I live in yeah. St. Pete, but you know, I'll just yeah. come on over and just, oh, I'm your new neighbor. <laughs> the music's too loud. Anyway, it was really great. I do have the best job ever. I mean, I got to, you know, I got to hang out with Robin Sander at happy hour on a Friday night and, uh, and I love Cheap Trick and I it was know. really, uh, it was cool because when Bob Carls and I were, were waiting for him, we got there early and Bob's like, what does Robin Sander look like? You know, I'm like, oh, he's got what? Blonde, got the blonde hair. He's like, yeah, but does he still have it? And then all of a sudden, Xander walks in, <laughs> and you just know there's the rock star. I mean, yep. the guy just just the reeks of reeks rock star of cool, rock star. you know. And he walks in, and we go up, and he was totally cool. Is he tall? A tall guy? No, he is not a tall man. He's about I'd put him at maybe like five six, five seven. Oh. Wow. You know, he seems taller on um, stage. But it was great. We talked about everything, and his, the Xanders went as. Um, Oh, they all went as Jack Sparrow for Halloween. Oh this yeah, year. that's right. You know, but it was cute. He, his kids have been in both public and private school, and Robin Zander might be the only rock star who can expound on public versus private education <laughs> in America. <laughs> yes. But anyway, yeah, he's a great guy. So maybe I'll introduce him my, uh, to you guys sometime. Oh, my rock star. Oh, yes, nice. your new best friend. Then maybe I'll introduce Patty Smythe to you one time. <laughs> oh. Now I'm afraid after what I said, I re- regretfully said. You know, <laughs> Perhaps not. So let's go back to the beginning of Cheap Trick. I don't think a lot of pe- they were on a lot of people's radars until 1978 when they record that landmark album at Budokan. At Budokan. Noda. And uh, that big was big in, in Japan, right? Big in Japan. Turns out they were huge in Japan before they were popular anywhere else. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And Robin talked about this a little bit. He said that um, the way he put it is because they were like they became the Beatles of Japan. And they're still huge today. Over oh, there. yeah. And he put it that Japan was just being modernized. Or, I'm sorry, not modernized, but westernized. Westernized. Yeah. All of a sudden, at the time that Cheap Trick was breaking over there, um, they were getting America hungry in Japan. And he's like, and they just love the look of the band. We were talking earlier. He's like, they just love the two nerdy guys, Rick yeah. Nielsen and, and Bunny Carlos. And they love the, the cool looking guys. The band just had this really unique, cool yeah. look. And, you know, and, and Power Pop is, has always been pretty huge over there, too. So yeah. it just worked. And Budokan is, is still one of the best live albums ever, probably. Yeah. 
Ming. So you say power pop. I say pop punk. Some people say pop punk. There you go, punk. because they were kind of the first punk pop band as well. You know, Kathy, it's interesting. When I was writing my story, I kept going back and forth about yeah. that, about how I was going to categorize them. And I think I went with power pop, but I think yeah. I had pop punk pop at yeah. one time. But it's funny. They've influenced so oh, many. Yeah, and we exactly. can talk about many of their influence later, but yeah. all the different things they've done from Nirvana to oh, yeah. I mean, Billy Corgan has admitted that oh, basically yeah. he was ripping off Cheap Trick songs for <laughs> exactly. Smashing Pumpkins. Exactly. Oh, and nice. Kurt Cobain said, well, we're pretty much cheap trick, but our guitars are louder. Yeah, and it's true. And even look, Foo Fighters, you know, oh, yeah. Dave Grohl, the whole quiet, loud, and yeah. these beautiful harmonies, but with these crunchy guitars. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah. Now, Rolling Stone magazine named that the 430th greatest album of all time on their list of 500 albums, which I thought was kind of 430. Cra- yeah, but Rolling Stone also uh, on that list of 500. Back in Black was 75. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. Another Cheap Trick album, uh, In Color, from, uh, was it, 1977, their album, In Color, was was 448th on the list. So they had two albums right there. <laughs> Were those the only two they had on the list, yep. probably? Yeah. Wow. Because yeah. if you look, and this is, this is kind of a, if I have any kind of pet peeve about Cheap Trick, it's that, uh, I mean, their albums traditionally have one or two really good hits on each, maybe each album but there's not really one album except for maybe Budokan that you can say is a classic from start to finish no Dream Police has a lot of good songs in fact Columbia just or uh, Columbia or Epic Legacy or I can't keep all yeah. the labels straight now um, just re-released a lot of these and remastered them and Dream Police has some really great songs on it but then they have these like like a nine minute kind of jam glam epic and it's just it's not working when they thought Artie when they kept things like three four minutes Mm -hmm. those those you know uh, sterling hooks they were fine but when they got a little too ambitious it got a little silly but they're still a great live show one thing my my editor Charlotte wouldn't let me put in my story is that Xander and maybe this is fair because after we after a few drinks Xander said he said he and I quote we were never as big as you two too, but I think we kick their ass. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. But I mean, the thing is, is I definitely think they could take them in a fight. <laughs> I think they could kick their ass. Really? Yeah. Bono's uh, scrappy, man. He's oh, like, uh, my no. left foot. He's had years <laughs> of luxury. He couldn't yeah. take them. He wouldn't want to mess up his pretty little face. Yeah. Do you I'm th- a little mad at Bono right now, anyway. So. Do you think that the looks of Cheap Trick and their image actually kind of worked against them? As the 80s went on, I mean, do you think that, you know, you hear it in that, that line from Fast Times to Richmond, Ohio, that's kids stuff. Do you think, to some ex- extent, the uh, the quirkiness of Rick Nielsen and the nerdiness of Bunny Carlos kind of made some people think, you know, this isn't a rock band. This is some sort of like a, you know, a monkey's TV show band. Did you ever get that impression? No, I don't, I don't think, I think so. so. I mean, Sander was pretty, is a pretty beautiful guy when he yeah. was young. I mean, he's still handsome, but... Uh, you know, yep. I think that that's all you need in the 80s was one hottie lead singer and you'd be okay. Yeah. I think the problem in the 80s might have been that they didn't fit into like a musical type. I mean, maybe they were a little considered too arty maybe or, yeah. or maybe too uh, – or maybe they were considered your, your parents' music. I, I don't yeah. know. What yeah, that. yeah. There they might came, have been that. They came in at a weird they time. Put, I mean, yeah. In sort of in between the musical shift from the late 70s and the soft FM into the, the new wave, they kind of fell right in that – that little gorge and they weren't able to kind of, I mean, if you if you talk about power pop, you talk about Rick Springfield as power pop. And to some extent, I guess the cars would be power pop. And I'm trying to think of some other bands from that era that would be, that would fit that, Oh, the knack maybe. Yeah. Yeah. 
and none of them really were able to, you know. That's convert. a very good segue. I heard, we heard the knack as Steve and I <laughs> and his friend John were driving down to Ribfest to see oh, Drew. Wow. We heard my Sharona on the um, on the radio, and it was nice to hear that and smell Steve's whiskey fumes <laughs> wafting wafting back and like, giving me whoa. a contact high. Wow. We'll tell you what, why, why don't we uh, talk about our night a little bit. Kathy, what's your most memorable part of... Uh, memorable and just burned a, into my brain yeah. forever. It might have been the groping. Tell everybody yeah. what happened groping. at the concert. I'll just say, when we were planning this, Steve specifically said to me, there won't be any groping. I never said that. Yes, you why did. Why would I say that? I have it in print. Interesting. Oh, but alas... <laughs> there it was. There was there was some attempted groping, but <laughs> there was no attempted groping. But he had a black eye by the end of the evening. <laughs> I saw you go up and he kind of tickle you in your <laughs> bathing suit area. All I did was slide my arm around her just to kind of scare your scare. big hairy knuckly <laughs> arm. Yeah. Um, do you remember what arm. song was playing when he was groping you? It was the flame, wasn't it? No, I don't know. <laughs> was it the flame? Let's pretend it was. Can we hear the flame? Yeah, yeah I need to hear some music. Yeah, and pretend and just picture Steve fondling well, well, Kathy. There's no need to picture it. We'll just reenact it while the no. song's playing. Her screams for rescue. <laughs> All right, let's hear the flame. this show come on kathy just admitted that it was just kind of a side swipe a side swipe is that what you told all the girls back in the day when you were trying to make moves no it was just a side swipe it shocked you though because you jumped you nearly jumped out of your skin when i did, I did. I did well first of all i didn't know it was you <laughs> so i'm like okay who's this random stranger coming up because at rip fest let's face it that could very well happen that's true so you know what i was really impressed by is that steve has the bladder of a smallish camel. <laughs> he, you didn't. I, I know. I, I urinated about eight times mm-hmm. when I was there. Yeah. And you are unbelievable. You just sat there and kept groping and didn't go to the <laughs> urinal at all. He really, yeah. Did you notice mm-hmm. that? Well, we started the night having a couple of drinks at my house, and then we moved on to that bar, Mastery's, where we had kamikaze shots, oh, the ultimate no. drink of the 80s. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. So I, I tell these guys, I'm like, uh, all right, you know, drinks on me. Let's do some shots and some beer. And and your friend John says, uh, yeah, kamikaze shots. I haven't thought of kamikaze, kamikaze. shots in about 17 years. Yeah. Wow. You guys really you guys are, are stuck in the 80s. I'm not kidding. These guys those. are totally cemented in the 80s. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But they were delicious. They're delicious. So then we walked like. Two or three more miles to the show, and then <laughs> yeah, we exactly. had like two or three beers when we were there. <laughs> now I know why you, your bladder was empty because you sweated <laughs> everything. <laughs> it was too cold to it sweat. It was that like night. I thought you were going to start singing "Paradise by the Dashboard Light." Oh no! Oh, actually, that's right. Yeah, oh. it was. yeah, I had that. Was we it. love me forever. Will you need me? <laughs> you okay, Steve? You're sweating kind of so hard walk, over there. So we walk in the show, and of course, the show's supposed to start at eight forty-five, and it's yeah, thirty, according to Sean the local Day. paper. Yeah, Sean Daly says the show starts at eight forty-five. 
they actually take the stage at eight thirty. Eight thirty, I know. And so we're just ordering our first beer when they take the stage. And uh, what they open up with? They open up with "Hello There" from yeah. In Color. Let's hear a little bit of that. I've seen them twice. They've always they always open up with that. I well have not seen them as many times as my ex. He has now said that he thinks he was doing the math. He see, he figures they play about twice a year down here. Yeah. As my other friend says, he goes, "It's so cool because you're like my his version of cheap trick." My friend Mike is Tom Waits, and he's like, "You got to drive like twelve hours to see him." But your favorite band is right here, so he thinks it he's seen nice. him about fifty times. I've seen them about eight. What was your favorite show of the night, Kathy? Song. Fa- song of the night? Yeah. Well, my favorite song is, well, Dream Police. So. my god that is a classic song i love I that song i love the way it starts i mean it hits you right at the very beginning that's a that's a great song i know but I know. uh the one song that i wanted to hear that they never play live is this little gem Somebody tell me why? Why don't they ever play that live? I mean, it's one of their greatest hits. What's that song mean? <laughs> I've wondered that a couple of times myself. Uh, you know what else they didn't play? It was a great show. I really, really, I was really excited. That's my first time seeing them live, and it kind of felt like it was nice to hang out with Robin and then have the completion of you know what was going on. But they didn't do they didn't do tonight. It's you, which I really liked too. Do you know that one? It's you, Steve. <laughs> that night it was all of us. So the night, so the night it ends, the, they finally go off like around I don't know ten thirty. They call 10:30. it quits. And what does Sean and I decide to do? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm we furious go, about this. We go old school. We decide we have to have our concert T-shirts. <laughs> oh yeah, I know, I know. So we run over to the T-shirt stand to get our. Uh, we both bought the same exact T-shirt. Aww. The black classic T-shirt. Yeah, and. Uh, but here's what pisses me off. And and really angers me as well. They charge us extra because we're uh, 
Husky. We're Husky. So for if we want two X's in front of our L, it was 30 bucks. But everyone else, the skinny people, the beautiful people, <laughs> oh. only have to pay 25 Oh, They're punishing me for my fatness, Steve. That $5 could have been used on another beer. Exactly. <laughs> I, would have, I, was, I was this close to being a triple X. <laughs> <laughs> One more beer. Have you, um, have you uh, worn your shirt yet? Oh yeah, I wore it. Actually, I wore it. I think I wore it every day this week at home. When I go home <laughs> and I change out of my clothes and I put on my my eighties gear. Oh, well, when you go all Mister Rogers and yeah. change your outfit when so you I've come been home, it. I almost wore it today shoes. to work and I thought, nah, I better not. How's it fit? It's not, it fits well. Oh, good. You'll be pleasantly I'm, surprised. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, I was a little worried. I wore I wore it. It was worth that extra five dollars for yeah. the for the. I guess, but I still I still bemoan having to pay. Uh, I that know much that's wrong. Come on, was it really five extra dollars of material to cover my Hell belly? No. Why Why doesn't someone who it's, orders a small get a, a tax cut or you know a price? Break? Well, exactly. That's my point. That's You're the thing. Small the people. extra small should be twenty then. Right. That baby doll nighty thing that you bought, yeah. that should have been exactly. that should have been like tw- that should have been like ten dollars. So that thong that you bought oh, for the fiance, just, that shouldn't have been more yeah. than fifteen. Mm. But um so the night ended and we uh we went our own separate ways and you know, Kathy went straight to the HR department to report me. Well yeah. Steve and I went directly to Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, <laughs> How did many tacos you really? did we get? We get 12. 12 tacos. Oh so we go back to Steve's house, and we're, we're, we're eating these tacos, and we're watching you Billy really Madison. Get- I just want to tell this real quick. And I'm, I'm really going through You didn't eat that many tacos, actually. I think three tacos. And so we're watching Billy Madison, and all of a sudden they hear this... <laughs> and Steve has passed out. <laughs> He's snoring. It's the most labored Was breathing I've ever heard. snoring or choking on his own vomit? I'm not that really sure. That's just snoring. <laughs> it's like he's trying, trying to cough up a ping pong ball. <laughs> and then, but then he does the classic, and I start laughing. He's like, what? What happened? <laughs> like, like, he, like he tried oh. to make it like oh. a, a curious plot twist in Billy Madison had confused him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what? What happened? And, <laughs> I realize it's, it's time to go. Oh. It was pretty funny. Oh, God. Stop it. Yeah, it was wow. good. Thanks. It was fun hanging out with you. And you, too. It was nice. Yes, yes, it was. We'll have to do Thank it again. You. I'm just not good after midnight. I just, you know, I wake up. It wasn't even midnight morning. yet. It was 1120. I know. I mean, the concert ended at 1030. Come on. We could have woken up and partied some more. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Right. You should catch me early in the day. I'm something else. <laughs> you should see him wasted at... Four o'clock in the afternoon. Ah, by that sound, it must be time for Name That 80s Tune. <laughs> uh, While well, we all gain the oxygen back into our lungs. Hey, this is the uh, weekly segment where we play a song from the 80s. And if you can name the artist and the name of the song, you win some prizes. So anyway, here was last week's tune, and it was a little difficult. Nobody quite got that one. No, I didn't. It was um, a lot of people guessed Glass Tiger. Oh yeah, that that's, is not yeah. the correct answer. The correct Glass answer Tiger. is that is the Hooters, uh, and we danced, and we danced. But um, l- this week we were giving away a special prize. We we're giving away a Rubik's cube. Yeah, the first two people who got it right, and those people are Jennifer Reynolds of Midwest City, Oklahoma, and Torianne Berry of Bethesda, Maryland. Wow, right next to Belricka. No, no, that's my old hood. I'm sure Torianne was a faithful reader of mine when I was writing for the Washington Post. (laughs) Who who is this? (laughs) (laughs) 
His head, his head scares me. <laughs> anyway, um, we have a special uh, challenge this week, special Thanksgiving week challenge. Oh, yeah. The uh, David Peter Kofsky, who's responsible for our Zippy Show openers. I know. Um, built us a little montage of, I think it's three clips. Oh, okay. And uh, whoever gets this one right gets a T-shirt. And uh, a, maybe a baseball cap and whatever else. I can. Maybe a tote bag, too. Oh, those tote bags are nice. Yeah, a lot of leftover prizes from our Tampa Theater fiasco. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. On. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Anyway, here it is. Listen carefully. We'll play it a couple times. <laughs> now, how many songs are in there? I think that's three. Do you have to get the right order? Oh, yeah. Okay. You, you have to name the artist and the song and in the correct order. I got one. <laughs> I think I have two of them. But let's play one let's more time. Let's play it one more time. Oh, yeah. I got one. One's pretty easy. Yeah. 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 So anyway. So if you think you know the order of them and the And that's names, for Thanksgiving? Yeah. Uh, doesn't that just What scream? goes on at Peter table? Huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's Woo. nothing. Anyway, uh, special, so it's a special challenge. You've got a couple weeks to think about it. If you think you know the answer, email us at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com and f- log on later to see if you're a wiener. Hey, guys. This is Jay from Cincinnati, Ohio. You know, I love the show, but one a week, it's just not enough. I'm thinking like five because, you know, I'm Jones in here. Oh, by the way, I am stuck in the 80s. Five shows a week? Wow. You so. are either a big fan or a masochist. I'm not sure. <laughs> but definitely one Imagine or the other. Imagine we'd run out of topics. We'd be doing like the neighbor on Three's Company. <laughs> exactly. What was his name? Larry. Larry. Our, our tribute to Larry. Our tribute yes. to Larry. The menu items of Regal our, Beagle. Our Slay Moon Fry <laughs> episode of yeah. Stuck in the 80s yeah. will Ooh, be I wouldn't mind that. That's Slay oh. Moon Fry. Martin Briley, the later years. Oh, Punky no. is all grown up. Punky yeah. is all grown up. There's actually a lot of topics that we'll have coming up soon to I do know. it. Five a week would just be... I think our bosses would rather... Uh, Throw us out the window, then let us sit in here for five oh, hours a week doing. I would shows. love to do, but I don't. Um, it's just not just happen. play the old ones. That's what I do. Just cue them up, and <laughs> that's what Steve does late <laughs> that's, at that's night. That's all I do. I lay in bed by myself. Cheap trick shirt is my, <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> oh, oh. listening to, to the cough thriller. up a ping pong ball. <laughs> Puppies. <laughs> I, I thought I was going to go puppy free this episode, but apparently not. <laughs> what grade is Billy Madison in now? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh. I remember at, at the height of it trying to explain the plot points to John because he had never seen the movie. He's like, uh, and we were, I guess, we were halfway through the movie at that point. And, I was, and he's like, catch me up on what I've missed so far. I'm like, it's, a, it's an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> you, you can just jump right in. You, you don't, don't need it. <laughs> what do I have to do? <laughs> Shut up! But anyway, so they just came out with a new CD. Yes. The band Rockford. 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 It's uh, getting lots of praise. And it was recorded, partially recorded here in St. Petersburg, Florida. Now, Rockford is the name of the town. Rockford, Illinois, is where they, Which is they where they're started. From? Yeah, they're is that near they're, Chicago? They're uh, about an hour. It's near the Wisconsin border. Have you been there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's still, it's. I mean, it's like a world away. Well, you, gave this, you gave this album a pretty good review, right, Sean? I never actually reviewed this album. 
but, but right you, now I'll give it a good review. I'll give it a B plus plus B plus. plus. <laughs> no, it's really good. They it had is. um Luke yeah. Perry who produced uh Pink and uh, yeah. Christina Aguilera from Four Non Blondes. Um she produced the song Perfect Stranger, which was the 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 first single. Yeah. I mean I don't know where they call it first single. I don't know who's playing I know. cheap trick singles anymore, which no. is unfortunate. But it's a really good song. iTunes maybe. Actually, the yeah. song I listened to the album because you lent it to me the other day, and I listened to it. My favorite song was this one called "Welcome to the World," and they played this the other night. Too. Yes, let's give it a whirl. Welcome to my world. It's a better place. A welcome to this world. It's your birthday. The door is open to I love it. You know what's cool the other night too is that Rick Nielsen he brought up the uh, brought up the five neck guitar at the end. Oh yeah, but he had a different guitar for every song. Remember oh, that? Yeah, he had a see through guitar. I mean, I'm sure you've I seen know. him like eight times. So you know, yeah. Does he do that every concert? Oh I yeah. Imagine? Well, he has I think over 250 guitars. I hear so. he tours with about 25. 25. Of them. Yeah. It was great. I mean, that was a lot of fun. And yeah. even his earpiece match would match his guitar. I know which that, is I didn't crazy. that I did crazy. And then he, at the end, he was just throwing out hundreds and hundreds of guitar. Picks. Yes, he does that all the time. Yeah, yeah. and he has like specialized ones. They're all different colors, and yeah, that was pretty neat. I hear they they trade those a lot on eBay. Yeah, yeah, it's a big market for his picks. Yeah. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. like I have people. Yeah, I want a green one. Go out there. Yeah, ex- yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, it was really fun. I have like one somewhere again. I like to see him in like a club atmosphere when they're not oh, having yeah. to play for. Oh you know. yeah, I've seen him well at Janice Landing, which is this. The local outdoor venue here in St. Pete. It's a great venue, and that's where they've always been the best. So. I know. You speak, speaking of outdoor shows, I was reading an interview with uh, Bunny Carlos in a Salt Lake City newspaper. And I think this was printed a couple of years ago. But they were asking him, you know, you guys do a lot of outdoor kind of festival mm-hmm. gigs these days. What's that like? And they asked him, is it depressing to play outside, you know, especially in the daytime? <laughs> and they, he likened it to uh, Spinal Tap opening up for the puppet show. <laughs> but uh, and even Carlos said, you know, um, yeah, we have a few goofy ones in the tours. We've done a few rib fests and stuff like that. Oh, I he- thought, oh no, man, he slammed the rib fest. Oh, geez. wow! You're not really depressed, Steve. You, you, I know. No, no. But then he said, he goes, yeah, but he goes, we get paid a hell of a lot more for those than you can imagine. So if we tour three or four months. You know, sometimes we do one of those odd gigs, and you can figure out. Yeah, you know. they just played, I guess, like a free concert the next day in Orlando. I don't yeah. know where at the it was. Hard Rock. But, oh, was it at the Hard Rock? Yeah, yeah. it was like because it's the Hard Rock's May twentieth anniversary this year, or something oh, like that. So okay. they're doing a whole bunch of them. Oh, but they always play at the Joint out in Vegas. They still have a lot yeah. of they still have a lot of cred. I mean, I guess they don't have oh, yeah. to do Rib Fest, but my no. I, I used to mock Rib Fest. Like I used to say, I would never go see a band at Rib Fest because I just kind of felt bad about the fact that these bands that I used to pay so much money to see back in the day are now playing these outdoor gigs. But, I mean, there was a lot of people there to see. That was like no small gig in a way. I mean, there was yeah. what? I, 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 wouldn't, I, you know, I guess I mean, there was 10,000 people there. Oh, yeah, it's probably more than that. There might have been like 20,000 people there. Yeah. That's the thing is that he he's mocking Rib Fest, but it's probably the biggest crowd they've played, you know, they'll play yeah. to all year. It was a yeah. huge crowd, and they were real appreciative. Um, one more interesting thing. The song... I want you to want me. It's got to be. They're they're a highly covered band. A lot of bands today cover their songs. Oh yeah, Chris Isaac just did good. one. Dwight Yoakam has Dwight Yoakam's. So, I want you to want me. I know. So incredibly good. Yes, and, and Sean and I this, love it. Even though this is a cheap trick show, and the cheap trick version, of course, is is, is classic. 
Dwight's is really good. It's really good. It's really, really good. Do you want to hear a bit of it? Yes. That is great. I love that. Uh, here's another interesting one by a uh, more alternative sounding band. I want you to want me. I need you to need me. I'm begging you to beg me. And I want you now. Yeah, I want you to want me. I need you to need me I'm begging you to beg me I like that. That's, I like I, the I part like in the beginning where it goes, me. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, no effects. Uh, there's another band, not another band, but uh, let's see, a Hollywood legend to, in her own mind anyway. Lindsay Lohan oh, actually oh, covered this song. I've never heard this. <laughs> okay, okay, bring uh, it. Just a few seconds of it, I swear. No. That's, I mean, I'm sure, you know. With lots unquote, of production. Lindsay, oh my God, it's like a robot. It's like <laughs> Lindsay Cyborg. That's not her singing. It could be somebody Please. else. Who knows? Um, so, uh, yeah, cheap trick. But that was great. The original, still a masterpiece. Yeah, but can you even listen to the version that's not the live version? What are you doing, Sean? Yeah. I was picking hair off her sweater. <laughs> Thank you. They're not mine. Thank They're you. not mine. They're some weeks long. I'll spit in your face. Some, some weeks, yeah. I'll try to beautify you even yes. more. <laughs> Thank you. Jeez, on that note, let's call it quits. <laughs> oh. Hey, we'll be here again next week. Uh, in the meantime, enjoy the holidays, and we will be still here, stuck in the 80s. Ciao. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. The show is engineered by Dave Morrison. To read our blog, go to blogs.tampabay.com slash 80s. Email us at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com. And remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. God, you're really making you guys are playing up the gropage thing. Um, no, we're, we're, we're happy. There was no groping. Right. Okay.